Welcome, 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 Bolu. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Spotlight VIB. Today on Spotlight VIB, we have Bolu at Pet David the second time. For the second time. Uh, <laughs> the best I was into phenomenal. Um, Bolu at Fet is a high-performance coach and also the convener of um, Focus Life Summit. Yeah. And he's an amazing friend as well. Hello, Papi. You're welcome. You're welcome, everyone. As you come in, um, we're, we're happy to take your questions um, for our session. Our session today, we're going to be talking about how to get it uh, right after getting it wrong. Hi, everyone. How to get it right after getting it wrong. And um, this, this, um, hey, this is one thing that... This is one thing that um, people normally get stuck in. So I have a couple of questions for Google before we start. But first things first, remember you can send me your questions. If you want to remain anonymous, go to bit.ly slash SWIB questions and we will take your questions from there. So Google, you know how we start now. Icebreaker questions, sir. Okay, you can go ahead. So, first question. Oh, the last time you drank Coke. Mm, like four days ago. <laughs> okay, you're repenting. Yeah, so, don't you have a question? She said, Why are both of you shining like this? Wow, it's what I'm doing. <laughs> it's the blessings of the Lord now. Nah. <laughs> it's the blessing of God. I'm sure you're shining where you are, just like we can't see you. Okay, doing is always shining. It's always shining, I mean. Yeah, right. Second question. Are you a traveler or a homebody? Traveler, of course. Traveler? Yeah. What are the most exciting places you, you've visited or you would like to visit? Uh, that I would like to visit? Um, I, think, I think I've exhausted all the possible, no, not all the possible places um, in Nigeria, but I think I've been to about 28 states of Nigeria, so I think I'm done uh-huh. traveling in Nigeria. So I, I just like to no particular place in mind, but I just want to explore. Yeah. Okay. I'll have that in mind. Okay. Um. So, what's your what was your favorite game to play as a child? As a child. Yes. I never had a game. You never played as a child. At all, at all. Ah. No police and thief. No sway. The children of the devil that plays. <laughs> Is that what they told you growing up? <laughs> That's what they told you. Play, they tell you that it's the children of devil that goes out to play. Children wow. Of so that you guys stay in the house. Exactly. The children of God stay in the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Parents can, can be something. Hope you don't tell your kids that, Sha. Ah, no, 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 no. Okay, um, I think it should be the final question. If a movie was made of your life, what genre would it be and who would play you? Hmm. It would be a mixture, actually. It would be a bit of action, then, um, but it would, it would definitely be a thriller, anyways. Thriller? Yeah. So who would you like to play you? To act my, to act me. Uh, somehow, I think Denzel Washington would do a good job. <laughs> it's got a mixture, it's got a mixture of a camp demeanor, yet some very interesting or someone like an uh, interesting uh, camp person. I'm trying to think of someone. Nicolas Cage, or yeah, 
people like Nicolas Cage. They have to paint him black, though. <laughs> That's just the only thing. Yeah. They have to paint him black. Okay, so that was interesting. So welcome, Bolu. Um, so for anyone just joining us, please remember you can send me your questions. You can type them in here or send them in to mb.ly um, slash fwib questions. Yes. So um, first question. Last time we talked a lot about purpose and finding yourself, and then it got me really thinking about that. Okay, what if, what if I'm stuck in a place where I feel like I've made so many mistakes and I cannot move forward? And you know, there, there are a lot of people that actually find themselves in these situations. Almost like I can't forgive myself. I don't know what to do. How do I? How do I even find myself? And it may be easy. Some people may think that it may be easy for you to just say that, oh, we focus. I we focus like when you've actually not made a mistake. So, my question to you, Mr. Focus, yes. is. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you were sure or that you were making a mistake or you were going in the wrong way? And how were you able to identify the fact that this was not a pathway? Oh, well, I, I think I've made a number of mistakes in my life. Um, although I have also trained myself not to regard them as a mistake uh, because either left or right, front or backwards, I have come to a point of acceptance that everything is adding up to my journey. And um, either I get it right or I get it wrong, it's still a journey. Uh, it might not take me to where I want to get to, but at least I would learn one or two things. So even the things that you know I would naturally or a natural person would regard as a mistake are things that I, it doesn't even ring in my head that Bolu just made a mistake, you know. Because the moment I just see that uh, I'm, I've gotten to the end of that road, I don't think twice. I just make a U-turn and I retrace my step back and I'm on the next thing and I'm on the next thing and I'm on the next thing. So the reason why that is easy for me is because I've come to a point of acceptance of a number of principles about life, um, and which is one of, the, one of the powerful ones is the fact that, hey, at the end of the day, there's always a first time to anything. And... You, can, you cannot always get it right on the first attempt. So uh, mistakes or getting it wrong is part of life. You know, in relationships, you get it wrong. In career, you can get it wrong. In business, you can get it wrong. Um, even in the choice of what you want to do in a particular day, who you want to talk to, how you want to present yourself, there are a million and one ways of getting things wrong that, you know, I've come to accept that at the end of the day, we are all in the game of getting things wrong so we can get it right, you know? So if you don't experiment, there is no way you can actually eat the, the, the right thing. Um, I'm not sure there's anybody in this life, you know, that would say that all, the, all throughout their lives, they never got it wrong. Everything they did was just the right thing, the right thing, the right thing, the right thing. So I think the first thing that everybody needs to come to accept is the fact that Making mistakes is part of our daily living. Making mistakes is part of life. And the moment you accept it as, a, as part of life, then it becomes, um, how do I say it now? The moment you accept it as part of life, then it has no hold on you. So the moment you notice there is a mistake, you quickly retrace your step back and then, you know, you get back to it. But of course, I've made tons of mistakes. And I think I made a whole lot of those kind of mistakes 
even when I was a bit younger, um, my secondary school days was full of mistakes. <laughs> you know, but the truth of the matter is that there is no way I can quantify the person I am today if I don't look through the lens of the mistakes I've made. There is no way I'll be able to make the kind of decisions I'm making today if I did not make the mistakes I made those times, you know. It was just that I was fortunate to make those mistakes early enough because I experimented a lot. I tried out a whole lot of things in my life. Um, the things that people would call you being a bad person, I experimented with them. Uh, taking risks in business, I experimented with them. Saying I'm not doing again and losing money, I experimented with everything. You know, so right now, I think I've, I've, I've experimented a lot of things that I'm no longer scared of making experiments. So, yeah. So, for me, I think that's the first thing. Acceptance of the fact that life is full of mistakes and you cannot run away from making mistakes. Um, where it gets tricky, however, uh, for some people, is the weight of pain that comes as a result of the mistake. For some people, the mistake they made is a... $500 million kind of mistake, you know. For mm. some people, the mistake that they made uh, changed the trajectory of their lives completely. Um, take, for instance, some of the mistakes I made as a younger guy could have, could have made me to become a cut boy, you know. But that, for some people, say, Wah! you know, something like that. Um, so the truth of the matter is that the weight that you have attached to the mistake will determine the extent to which it's going to hold you down. Um, so that is where it becomes different for people. So when people look at some other person's mistake, they say, your own mistake is not as grave as my mistake. You know, My own mistake mm. costed me my life, or my own mistake mm. costed me a lot of money. My own mistake costed me a relationship. My own mistake costed me uh, a whole lot of things, costed my virginity, costed me this, costed me that. You know, and the, the more you focus on the cost of the mistake, the more mm. difficult it becomes for you to move after the mistake, right? So, and the truth of the matter is that the weight of any mistake or the cost of any mistake, the impact the, the weight of that mistake is going to have is not because of what you lost in the process itself, but because of the importance you have attached to mm -hmm. what you lost. You know, somebody mm -hmm. would lose $100 million and he would not feel it as much as somebody that lost 20K. You know, mm -hmm. somebody lost 500000 is still moving. And that person lost mm -hmm. 50K stock. Now, so it is not necessarily what you lose that matters or the weight that you as a person, you know, have attached to what you lost as a result of the mistake. Some people, the relationship they lost is so wavy to them that they mm -hmm. cannot again and what i say to people is that that weight is not anybody's making it is your making the weight mm. of that of, of what you lost is not because of what it is in itself you know uh it's almost like you are the one increasing the intensity of the pain you are feeling as a result of what you have lost by virtue mm. of the way you are programming or processing the information of your loss in your head so so that's mm. that's that's is I, but I don't want to go out of myself because I don't know the questions that you have for me. So Actually, I, I think I'm hearing two things from you. The first yeah. thing is, um, is, is how you name that situation. So exactly. it's, it's, the, it's the naming of that, you know, is this a big thing, is it a small thing? And does this mean so much to me that it cost me my entire future so I should just come here 
and exactly. just keep exactly. the fact that I remember remember know. remember the case of uh, David when when the Philistines came and they took his family and all of that. Um, mm. I'm sure he must have experienced a whole lot of losses before that time, but mm. in his mind that was just huge. Especially when to him, he just you know he just won the battle, he just got a victory, mm. and then he came back to his house and everybody's gone, you know. And the David that we know is a David that is proactive at war. How mm. come on this particular one, David could not stand up? It was mm. not different from every other losses he has had in his life. It's just because now there is a special emotional attachment to what he has lost. So the mm. speed of recovery in itself, when we make mistake, is dependent on the emotional attachment that we have to the things that we lost, pretty much. Yeah. Mm. Wow. So, but I, I want us to, before we move forward, I want us to be able yeah. to take it a bit. And part of the things you mentioned was about retracing your step mm-hmm. um, when you actually make a mistake. Yeah. Um, can you take us through a journey of what that looks like? How do you retrace your step to the point where you know that, okay, this is where I should have gone left instead of right? Okay, How so do you for, where uh, for. Okay. I, I, I believe that for every decision you are making, right? There is a goal at the back of your mind. So uh, mm-hmm. you wanted to do this life cast for a particular purpose, right? By the mm-hmm. end of this webinar, you will know if I am a mistake as a guest or not. Okay. My ability. So if you do something and by the time you are finishing that process, you did not achieve your desired goal, then there was a mistake in the process. Right. So, mistake is measured by the results that you got at the end of the day. Um, yeah. So, that is how you pretty much know that, oh, I made a mistake. Take for instance, when I made all of those mistakes, I had a particular picture in my mind. You know, there was a particular future that was sold to me. By the time I went through the process, I discovered that that process did not bring me to the future that was sold to me. So, hey, that was a mistake. Right. So mistake can only be judged through the lens of a goal that you have already predetermined. If there is no predetermined goal, then you cannot say you've made a mistake. Because at the end of the day, what are you using to measure whether your decision was good or bad? If there is no goal at the end of the day. So you are able to measure that through the lens of your goal. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. The important thing is first having a goal. Exactly. That you can always attach your um, day-to-day actions or day-to-day exactly. Uh, exactly. decisions exactly. with to be able to know how you are moving forward toward that or not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I want to ask um okay. another question. Yes, please. Okay. What if the measure of mistake I have made really it was a function of um, probably like an external person that came into my space. So um, I know that by the time I'm tracing my steps to the fact that, okay, this is where I made a mistake. Maybe I made a mistake when somebody entered into my life. Probably, probably what is it, it's even a function of the fact that I've come to realization, I've woken up to the fact that I need to make a new, um, I, I need to make a new life for myself. But there's somebody mm-hmm. attached to me. Probably someone I cannot even get rid of. Probably a spouse or a family member. So, so let, me, let, me stop you. let me stop you at that point, all right? Um, there is absolutely nobody in this life you cannot get rid of. 
no matter how no matter how tightly close that person is to you um there's nobody in this life that you cannot get rid of you can get rid of your spouse you can get rid of your parents not by killing them but by distancing yourself from them so i think the first thing is when you recognize that you've made a mistake or you are in error take full responsibility for it right mm -hmm. i can say oh it was so so and so person that came into my life i can say oh i my decision was influenced by this thing yes they came into my life but i allowed them into my life right mm -hmm. i must first of all take ownership of the mistake that oh i caused this problem for myself i caused it mm -hmm. you know, one of the challenges that people have is that they find it difficult to take ownership it's easy to put the blame on an external person but every mm -hmm. time you do that what you are simply doing is that you are disempowering yourself from making the right you know to making the right move that would correct that mistake for you so in all of the times that i made mistakes take for instance i came to a point of acceptance that hey bolu you acted very stupidly at this point i'm sure you must have seen me say to myself that bolu is a very stupid person right because stupidity is simply a, a lack is, is simply acting in a way that shows that you lack good judgment so if i acted in a way that showed that i lack good judgment i was able to say to myself that bolu you acted stupidly you know and and there is no problem with that so everybody must come to a point where they can take responsibility for whatever they have done that is being regarded as a mistake because without taking responsibility without taking ownership right there is no way you can see yourself being empowered to make the necessary adjustment if it is a spouse i married that spouse the same way i married the spouse i can unmarry the spouse <laughs> so so there's no there's no no it's the truth there is nobody in this life that you cannot take out of your life um as long as you have gone to the point of conviction that the continuity of this person in my life is is going to well, be let's take it from an emotional point of view you know if for a guy it's easy to say it's easy to just make a logical decision and just say you know go the other way but for, for women women are more emotionally attached to decisions um yeah women are more emotionally attached to decision and and so it's something for them to sit down take it in how do i make a decision later and it may be glaring but it's just that because they are more intuitive or more uh, emotionally inclined maybe difficult what would be an easier way to help them to come to that realization or come to that decision because a lot of times i'm just okay it's a b it's not working but women will look at everything look at everything that surrounds it before actually saying that, okay, should I go here? Should I? And they'll keep dealing that link over those things because they think of, okay, how would this person feel? All that person think. What will be a way to help them make a, a concrete decision that they know that, okay, after considering or considering the fact that I am emotionally invested in this as well, this is the best way to go. Okay, let me say it this way. Um... The, so I, I made a list of seven steps to writing your wrong, uh, which I'm going to conclude with. Well, let me just jump to the end of it, which is that 
you cannot talk yourself out of a behavior you behaved yourself into. Mm. The only way to come out of a situation is to behave yourself out of it. Now, I know that we can say that ladies are more emotional. This is that, 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 that. But all of those, uh, you know, I'm a very blunt person, right? Mm -hmm. uh, all of those things are purely lack of growth and immaturity. There is no difference. There's nothing that says that a woman cannot process information the same way a man will process information. And there is nothing that says that a man cannot process information the same way a woman will process information. Maturity, like I always say, is a test of balance. So as a lady, it is not an excuse. You know why? Because let's assume that, so let me give you a very good example of a lady that was having a conversation with many years ago. So she got into this relationship, right? And then we were having a conversation, I think a two years into that relationship. And based on our analysis of the things that has happened to her in that relationship, right? We knew that it wasn't going to work. So I said to her, babe, you need to come out of this relationship. And then she says to me, that, hey, I've been dating this guy for two years. What are people going to say? You know, uh, it can change. It can shake back and all of those things. I said, okay, no problem. Right. Then. Um, I just imagine the way you said it. The way you normally say it. <laughs> you know, like six or seven months later, she got pregnant for the guy. And then she aborted. So I said, is this not a good time to leave? He said, oh, Bolu, you know, I just aborted for this guy. I cannot leave again. <laughs> and then the guy became violent. And then she got a couple of slaps, you know, and all of those things. You know, this is a very good time to leave. Oh, Bolu, you know, I've been with this guy for about four years now. How am I just going to leave like that? You know, and then she got pregnant again. Second abortion. Now is the time to leave. Say, ah, no, Bolu, I can't live again. I can't live again. I can't live again. You know, until the sixth year of that relationship and the guy left her. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, this is the analogy. Every time you make a mistake or every, the longer you stay in a mistake, the deeper you get. So the mm -hmm. best time to get out is when you are ankle deep. The next time to get out is when you are knee deep. The next time to get out is when you are waist deep. The next time to get out is when you are chest deep. The next time to get out is when you are neck deep. The next time to get out is when you're already overwhelmed. The next time to get out is when you're already suffocating. The question is, would you rather get out earlier? You want to wait till you start suffocating. Because this is what people think about, and I'm going to say it practically, right? So everything you are doing in this life, are you following me, is an investment. So what is the cost of the investment you have already done versus the investment you are going to do in the future? Because as long as you continue on that journey, it is a continuous investment. You, are con you, you continue to make that investment. Now, the truth of the matter is that there is no way you want to think about it. The investment you have already made cannot be as great as the investment you are going to make. So, 
even though you are trying to rationalize emotionally and all of those things that because in those moments what people are really thinking about is the investment they have already made but one mm-hmm. of the things i try to make people understand is that see the investment you are going to continue to make is way more than mm-hmm. the one you have already made so mm-hmm. the earlier you cut your losses and count your losses the better for you right so as a lady i wish there is a better way of saying it the only way to say it is that you should grow up the only way to solve the problem is to solve it there is no questioning there is no whatever to it the only way there to no get dancing out around it, exactly there's no dancing around the bush the only way to solve a problem is by solving it the only way to right a wrong is by writing it right what if it wasn't you though? What if you were watching someone that you love actually mm-hmm. um, going down that path? Like in the case you gave, gave with yeah. your friend, what was your disposition? My to disposition. The, yeah, to her. As you kept watching and making that mistake and maybe maybe for her it may not be... Sorry? There's nothing I can do now. So but what if it's someone that's close to you? What if it's yes. your the person is just right there living with the person? This yes. one you may not be living with her, so it's not even if it's, it's not something wife, you can do. Exactly. Even if it's your wife, there is nothing I can do. So you there's no posture you can take to help the person and of course you take you take postures to help the person, right? Which is having conversations mm-hmm. with them, trying to make them see that they're actually making mistakes, right? But the truth of the matter is that people are growing at their own pace, right? People are learning at their own pace. Some people in this life, until they're born, they will not listen. So Mm -hmm. one of the things I've learned as a coach is that I should allow people to learn at their own pace. You know, before now, Mm -hmm. I used to be deeply invested, say, let me just change them by fire by force. Let me just mount a stumbling block on their way so that they cannot move. But I discovered that every time I try to do that, they will jump over it. You know? (laughs) (laughs) So I came to realize that I don't know if people will learn the way they want to learn. The best Mm -hmm. I can do is I'll continue to tell you, I'm not going to be forceful about it. I'm not going to stop being your friend. You know? But at the end of the day, you come back to say, oh, Bolu, ah, and it was true. I said, oh, well, have you learned your lessons? Yes, I have. And then we move on. Right, that's why I said, really and true, there's nothing you can do. The best you can do is continue to show them that they are making a mistake. But at the end of the day, whether they are going to acknowledge it or not, it's totally up to them. Okay, so now I've I've recognized and I've acknowledged and I have owned up to the fact that I'm responsible for this mistake that I have made. I want to chart a way forward now. Um, yeah. because sometimes it's, as in picking up the pieces could seem very very confusing especially when you don't even know which one do I pick up first you know how do I mix it up here and especially if in a situation like that you have damaged like relationships or you've damaged people in the process of you getting to that point where you finally acknowledge okay my bad I was really wrong where do you start from in first of all repairing those relationships and in um, trying in, in navigating your path, do you even start? Which one do you start first? So I want you to answer to uh, answer the both actually. Um, but b- before you say that, let me also say if you have a question, you can also put your question up here so we can answer them 
for you. Our topic is getting it right after you um, you get it wrong. You can put your question there. So, Bolu. Okay, so maybe at this point, as you just run through the seven points that mm -hmm. I said, I wrote down as steps for writing your wrongs. Mm -hmm. uh, so at this point, mm -hmm. let me quickly say that wrongs can come in different ways. It can be business decision, it can be relationship decision, it can be financial decision, it can be whatever it is. But at the end of the day, every wrong thing that you are doing is born out of a wrong mistake. So wrong action is presented first by a wrong mistake, right? So uh, you need to, to go back to what the decision was, right? So, so well, let me just go for, uh, sequentially. Now, the first thing is, um, like I said, accepting that mistake is part of life and everybody make mistake. And there's always a first time to anything. And then most of the time for every first time going to make mistakes. So accept that as the reality of life. The second thing is, um, so this mistake that I've made, how did they impact my life, right? Or how did they impact the life of the recipient of my mistake? So in some cases, um, in fact, the recipient of my mistake can be a lot more pained than me. So take for instance, if I cheat in my marriage, uh, I can call it a mistake, even though it can be a processed act. Well, let's just call it a mistake in this case, right? My wife is the recipient of that mistake will hurt more than probably I will, except if I am in really in that place of remorse and all of those things. So I need to be able to analyze that, okay, who are the, what is the impact of that mistake on my life? How did they affect me personally? Did I lose money? Did I lose self-esteem? Did I lose a relationship? Did I lose somebody there? You know, you need to be able to assess it. Then, of course, assess the impact of that mistake on the recipient of that mistake. Now, when you assess it, what you are really trying to look for is that what is the gravity of the pain I am I'm feeling? Why you are doing this is because majority of the time, when people make mistakes that are really grave, right, that affected them in a significant way, they are held hostage by such experiences and they find it difficult to navigate their ways out of it. What they find themselves doing is that they keep making mistakes over mistake, mistakes over mistake because they are trying to correct one. And it's almost like everything you are doing is landing on the wrong foot. The reason is because you are already trapped in the confines of that mistake based on the pains that you felt that you can no longer manage or navigate your way out of it. Another thing that happens to people when they go through these kind of experiences is that they just distance themselves from those kind of experiences. So for someone like that, they don't want to do that kind of investment again. Uh, for someone like that, they probably don't even want to get into relationships again. For people like that, they don't want to go and try out some kind of career because of the mistake, not because of the pain of the mistake. So you mm -hmm. need to come to that point of acceptance of the fact that, oh, I am feeling this pain this way. And the next thing is, what are the decisions that you're consciously reached as a result of that wrong? Because whether you like it or not, at a subconscious level, the effect of that mistake that you made would make you to make certain decisions. And those kind of decisions would be, I will never blah, 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 blah mm -hmm. again. So you need mm -hmm. to ask yourself, what are the unconscious decisions that I made as a result of the things that I went through? 
Now, by the time you finish this, where you are coming to is a point of letting go. A point of letting Sorry, go. Sorry, I want to, I want to, I want to pause you at, at that, okay. that place. Because what you said there was, what are the unconscious decisions that you made as a result of that? It's yeah. unconscious. Yeah. How do I even recognize the fact that um, I have made that decision? Because I, I've unconsciously made that decision. And I probably am already running a program that continues that cycle for me, but okay. I don't know because I've unconsciously made a decision. So how do I bring that unconsciousness to consciousness to be able uh, to recognize them? That in itself is a is a masterclass. Yes, I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> but, but of course, the first thing that everybody needs to practice is self-awareness, you know. And self-awareness is something that you need to practice whether you're making a mistake or not. Because you want you to even pay attention to the dialogues that are going on internally. Because you already recognize that internal dialogues are the things that powers external behavior, right? Um, so take for instance, right now that I'm talking, you are nodding your head. Not because you are telling yourself consciously that let's completely say it. But because something internally is controlling your body and your body is nodding. So what you want to do is that you want to begin to pay attention to your behavior. That's number one. How, what, what do you do when you come in contact with those kind of situations again? The second thing is that you want to pay attention to your language. You know, language is a... Is a, uh, is a, is a revealer, exactly, of the thoughts that are going on in your subconscious mind. You know, um, mm -hmm. I, I must have shared this to me with you before. Where I was doing a training, and I asked people to introduce themselves. And this guy goes, my name is Patrick. I am just a businessman. Now, and in my mind, I'm like, where would this guy use the word just? Now, further discussion in the class revealed that this guy is actually giving his best to the business because in his mind, this business is a just. So mm. there are things that you would say when you are not even paying attention to what you are saying. Those mm. things are the things that will show you the quality of your thoughts relative to mm. that. You know, take for instance, if it's a mistake in business, when people bring that kind of a business opportunity towards you, what do you do? Mm. You know, they find out that behaviorally you are just running away where you are supposed to be running towards. You know, mm. and when they why are you running away? Most of the time you say nothing, but you need to begin to pay attention to that cycle. And when you do mm -hmm. that a number of times, you begin to see that, oh, maybe this is the way I'm actually looking at this. And then, of course, intentionally asking yourself questions, intentionally asking yourself questions. One of the things I've mastered is questioning myself a lot. So if I can spot my thoughts, then I'll be able to make necessary adjustments, right? So that is the way to, to know what, where you came to, the decisions you have made unconsciously based on the mistake that you made. Now, the third thing that you want to do is forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Mm -hmm. yourself. Forgiveness, you know, sometimes I remember telling myself, I forgive myself for blah, 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 blah. I forgive myself, blah, 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 blah. I forgive myself, blah, blah, blah. Because the truth of the matter is that sometimes we think we have even forgiven ourselves. But the guilt of what we went through is so strong mm. in our hearts that it begins to hold us down. You want to forgive mm. yourself. To err is human. To err is human. You know, um, the Bible says that if a righteous man falls seven times, he will stand up seven times. What that means is that it is normal for you to fall, even as a righteous man. 
you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, falling is. Can I speak to that point of forgiveness of self? Um, I was I was speaking to my friend this week about this yes, forgiveness of self, and yeah. I was telling her about how I how I basically was in unforgiveness for myself for like over twenty years over something, yeah. and it was. It was one night I was sleeping, like I was sleeping, and then Jesus came and woke me up in like my sleep and told me to open to Romans chapter eight. And I opened to Romans chapter eight and I saw it there that there was nothing that could separate me from God's love and that God had forgiven me. So if he had forgiven me, then why did I not forgive myself? And for the first time I saw how I was not greater than God. So why should I place myself above God's forgiveness? And it's a form of pride. And that singular exactly. thing broke it for me. Something that was on my heart for like that long broke it for me, and I was able to forgive myself. I started liking myself. Basically. Yeah, I think another reason why people actually find it difficult to forgive themselves is because they have this perception of self that there are some mistakes they can mm. never make. Mm. So when they make those mistakes, they feel like ah, uh-uh, a whole me, yes, a whole me make and they come of pride. But the truth of the matter is that there is no there is no mistake that you want to make mm-hmm. in this life that you are bigger than or that you are smaller mm-hmm. than. That's why the Bible says that mm-hmm. there is no temptation in this life that is uncommon to man. Because mm-hmm. they mistakes would abound. Mm-hmm. You know? So forgive yourself. That's the most important thing. Forgive yourself. Because if you don't forgive yourself, you cannot move to the next thing which is eliciting the learning points from your mistake. Every mistake mm. that you make is a, is a chance for you to learn how not to do that thing again. Mm-hmm. If you have not forgiven yourself, you'll be able to, you will not be able to learn. So I think for me, the, the most important thing about, or the biggest thing that makes mistakes good in themselves is the quality of the learnings that I can extract from it. Because what that means is that if I pay attention to my mistakes, I can learn a lot. You know, they say mm-hmm. that experience is the biggest teacher, right? Mm-hmm. So I will be wasting my experiences if I'm not learning from them. You know, mm-hmm. I, would be, I would be wasting myself as a person if I'm not learning from my own mistake. So um, when you forgive yourself, the next thing you want to say is that, okay, so what are the lessons that I've learned from this thing. How am I not supposed to act again? Because the truth mm-hmm. of the matter, it is a set of behaviors that brought to that point of discovery that there was a mistake. So what that means mm-hmm. is that decision that brought those behavior must change. The behavior mm-hmm. that decision brought must also change. So mm-hmm. what that means is that if I want to get to so-and-so destination, I cannot act this way. Because mm-hmm. when I act this way, I already know where it will bring me to. That in itself is the beauty of making mistakes. Because you now know a, a million and one ways of not doing that thing again. That's the second thing. I mean, that's the, that's the fourth thing that you need to do. This is the fourth thing now. Uh, yeah, the fourth thing. What are the learning points that you need to pay attention to, you know, when you make mistakes? Now, the fifth Sorry, thing... I, I want to quickly chip in there. So what you're basically saying is the process of making mistakes is, is actually when you elicit the learning point, you find that it's actually a pattern that if you run that same program again, you, you make get that the same results. Exactly. 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 
exactly. Because every result that we have in life is a process. You know, there is no, it's, it's almost like a chemical equation. Every process will bring a particular kind of result. So the moment you know the pattern, when you get to a point, you notice that I'm already recreating this pattern again, and then mm -hmm. you can pick your path. But if you mm -hmm. do not sit down to analyze it, to study the pattern that brought you to that mistake, then trust me, you will forever continue making that mistake. No matter how much you desire to change it, that mistake will not change. Because that, dis I mean, that mistake in itself was powered by a mindset. That mistake in itself was powered by a pattern. So until you change the pattern, which cannot happen until you study the pattern. So you study the pattern so you can make necessary adjustments. Then we can say that really and truly, you have learned from your mistakes. Right. Then... Sorry, before you move on to the next yeah. one, I want to ask a question. I don't know if this is part of what you, you, you are going to share, but where okay. is the place for accountability? now in this process because like now that i have acknowledged that i have done something when i identified it would it be a yeah. good time to also seek accountability to ensure that i do not um especially if it's something so grave not even something minimal so i to ensure that i do not have to go through this process and i know you're a coach and you help people navigate um these parts at, at what point should i be looking to get help from someone, a coach, um, a mentor, or somebody, at what point should I be looking for accountability? So, depending on, depending on your level of personal mastery, so we can't say specifically that this is the point that you should, you, should, you should go and look for help. There are some people that they cannot even solve this problem. From number one point, they need help. From <laughs> accepting, some people need help to accept that everybody can make mistakes. Some people need mm. help to be able to forgive themselves. Mm. Some people need help before they can even elicit the learning points. But there are mm. some other people that they have really grown. They have mastered themselves. So they can go through this process by themselves. So mm. I cannot say specifically that it is at this point that mm. you need accountability. It is at this point that you need help. I think the most important thing is you being honest with yourself to say that, oh, I really do not have this thing under my control. Um, mm. So take, for instance, there's something I've been trying to do with um, online courses and all of those things, and it's not just working well. I came to a, a point of acceptance that on this subject, I'm not learned. On this mm -hmm. subject, I am an illiterate, and I mm. need to seek the help of a literate person. Right, mm -hmm. and I'm going to be paying somebody to walk me through the process so that mm -hmm. I don't make a mistake again. That is me coming to an acceptance by myself. So mm -hmm. everybody will need to come to that point of saying that, oh, on this particular journey, I need help here. I don't need help mm -hmm. here. I have elicited the learning point enough. Um, I can source for materials to help myself. But if you mm -hmm. notice that you are deceiving yourself at any point, mm -hmm. please... Mm -hmm. And seek accountability. Go and mm. seek accountability. There's no point deceiving yourself. Take for instance, I, I, I jokingly tell people that I know that I have some bad behaviors, right? But they are still serving my purpose. So I leave them. When I'm ready to change them, 
I will go and like seek the help. <laughs> I will go and seek the help that would. Do you understand? It yeah. is a point of self-awareness that made me to realize mm. that this dude is a problem. But am I ready to solve it? Not necessarily. Mm. So we need to come to that point of knowing where we are exactly in our own personal journey, in, in our personal growth, to know if this is something I can take care of myself, if this is something I need to submit myself to a mentor, if this is something I need to submit myself to a coach, you know, and all of those mm. kind of things. But if you know the process, you can tell by the time you start struggling that, oh, I've gotten to this level and I'm already struggling. There are some things that mm. you will struggle to forgive yourself that you need perspective before mm-hmm. you can forgive yourself. Please seek perspective. The moment you notice that month one, month two, month three, you are still dealing with that forgiveness, unforgiveness, mm. please go and seek help immediately. You know, because mm. that's one of the major places where people find it difficult to move on, forgiving themselves. Another thing that mm. people find difficult to uh, acknowledge is the learning point. They are so blinded with the pain that they cannot see the gain in it. And I don't mm-hmm. think there's any experience that we go through in life that is not laced with gain as much as it is laced with pain. Right. Thank you for that. So, you are So, the, is it the sixth or the fifth? I think it's the fifth. Okay, so the fifth is, you know, I said at the beginning that for everything that you're trying to, for the mistake you made, it was because you were trying to achieve a goal in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what you need to do is to reassess the goal. What was I really trying to achieve that led me to this mistake? When you do that, what you're trying to do is that you're trying to seek clarity. What was I mm-hmm. trying to achieve that brought me to this mistake? Because the truth of the matter is that that goal has not changed. You are not going to sacrifice your goal because you made a mistake. No. You want to change your process to still achieving that same goal. Because mm-hmm. the majority of the time, the goal in itself is not faulty. It is the methodology of mm-hmm. achieving the goal that is faulty. So what you want to do after forgiving yourself, after eliciting the learning, is to say that, okay, what was the goal I'm trying to achieve in the first place? You table it down and you say, okay, now that I know that I cannot achieve this goal this particular way, how else can I achieve the goal? Take, for instance, on this online course I was talking about, that is where I've gotten to, that I have tried two methodologies that did not work. My goal Mm -hmm. has not changed. I now ask myself, Mm -hmm. so what are the methodologies that I want to use now? I don't know any other one. So I'm saying, let me go and submit myself to somebody that knows tons of methodology mm-hmm. so that I can save myself time of money. Instead of saying, let me go and look for information that will help me. No, let me go and give myself to somebody that will just say, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, and I'll get that same result so that I can stop making the mistake. Mistakes. It's very important, especially for people that make business mistakes, investment mistakes, you know, and they lost money. Majority of the mm-hmm. time, it's always difficult for them to. It's not a bad thing that you want to make money. It's not a bad thing that you want to start a business. But it's okay for you to also make mistakes. But when you make those mistakes, the next thing you want to do is to reassess your goal and then mm-hmm. realign it with new strategies and methodology. Which brings us to the next point: is to come up with options. Come up with options. Mm-hmm. Come up with options. 
So let me give you a, a layman's example. So my goal is to go to um, Ibadan. But because well, we have like three minutes. Are you serious? So, yes, uh, so the next thing is outline alternative options. Outline alternative mm -hmm. options. And then the final point is that you should behave yourself out of it. One of the things that I see people do a lot is that people want to talk themselves out of a problem they behave themselves into. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Earlier, I talked about the fact that for every mistake you have made, there is a recipient. There is somebody that was hurt as a result mm -hmm. or there is a particular result that you got. The only way to change your result is to behave in a different way. You cannot start talking, say, it was because of so-so and so, it was because of that, it was because of this. That doesn't change anything. The only way to correct a mistake is to behave yourself out of it. What were the set of behaviors that brought you here? What are the opposite behavior that you would have to do that will give you your desired result? That is a simple thing to do. So instead of dwelling on the mistake, identify the behaviors that you, that you behaved. If there's any glitch like that, that brought you to this point, then ask yourself, what are the other things that I can do that will change my outcome. But the most important thing that I want everybody to know is that you cannot talk yourself out of a, out of a situation you behaved yourself into. The way out is to look for another set of behaviors that will deliver the result that you want. And that way you can always move from wrong to right. Wow. That, that was really awesome. Really. So the same way you have a program that got you into the mess, into the you can also program yourself to come out of that yeah. mess. So I just I just ask you a final question uh, before um, we wrap up. Is it possible to like you know I asked you about repair relationships that may have been that may have been hurt as a result of your mistake? Should you you get to a point where you want to? Go ahead to repair those relationships. Or should you just let it go, let it slide? And I really also want to know um, the role of the Holy Spirit in helping you to come to these um, achievements. Do you have any examples you want to use to to buttress this point, basically? Okay, okay. So uh, when it comes to relationship, the best you can do is to genuinely apologize. Whatever the person would ever do is totally outside of your control. Uh, it's almost like um, if you have a broken pot, no matter how skillful you are in mending the pot, the scars of the broken uh, patterns will still be there. So it is at that point, it is already outside of your control. The best you can do is to go to the person, apologize genuinely, and keep doing the best that you can do why you give them the time to, to heal themselves or come out or whatever it is that they are feeling. So, because on their own part, it's also a mistake, kind of, that they also need to go through their own process of writing their own wrong. So, um, but as the person that triggered the thing in the first place, the best you can do is just go ahead and apologize. You don't have to become slaves to them. You don't have to suck up to them. You don't have to become all of that. No. The only thing you want to do is satisfy your conscience that you apologize genuinely and then let them see that your behavior post that action is actually different from the behavior that you had before then. If you can do those two things, then you are cleared on your side. 
let them have their time of healing. Let them have their own process of dealing with whatever it is that they're dealing with. In due time, they will come around and everybody will be great. And if at the end of the day, you lose that relationship, just accept it as one of the things that happens in life. You know? Yeah. And then talking about the Holy Spirit, of course. Uh, the Holy Spirit is the greatest teacher. When I was talking about how well you have mastered yourself, it's actually how well you have mastered listening to the Holy Spirit that is inside of you. Because there is really no distinction between you and the Holy Spirit that is in you if you're a Christian and if you listen to his dictates. Uh, the same way the Holy Spirit can use external people to speak to you, that's the same way the Holy Spirit can actually teach you. The level of your ability to hear him is dependent on how well you have mastered listening and obeying. Some people find it difficult to listen to the Holy Spirit when he's talking to them, but they find it easier to listen to other people when other people are talking to them. You know, so, so at the end of the day, it is, you know, it is the Spirit of God that is able to to how did the Bible put it now? To will and to do according to his according to his pleasure. Exactly, exactly. So at the end of it is the Holy Spirit that will give you the ability to will and to do, you know. And even when we say self-awareness, majority of the time it's the Holy Spirit that is prompting you. You know that there are two major functions of the Holy Spirit. Number one is to convict the world of sin and then to convict your righteousness. So in some cases, the Holy Spirit is also convicting us. Of the wrong that we have that we have you know the, the things that we have done wrong and even though sometimes it can be really adamant but that doesn't mean that the Holy spirit is not telling us you know and mm-hmm. the moment we listen to him he would also empower us to, to come up with the best you know kind of behavior that would help us right whatever wrong that we have committed in the first place so yes this the place of the holy spirit cannot be over emphasized right in your own thank you thank you so much for coming thank you guys for being here this has been really really impactful I, um, there's been a, there's been a lot of lessons i'll just take that as your final word but, um whatever mistake you've made whatever issues you've been through know that there's nothing that cannot be rectified with the help of the holy spirit and there's no Absolutely. path that cannot be redirected the holy spirit is like our gps and it's important to always have that at the back of your mind when you are navigating this new path along with him. So thank you guys for being a part of this. Um, you can always drop your comments. I'm, I'm going to put this up. It's only up for 24 hours and invite people to be to watch it. This is going very soon. I just wanted to say thank you, Bolu, for coming. And to everybody, let your light so shine. And join us again next week for another edition of Spotlight. Um, this will be up also on my... After after today is gonna also be up on my website, www.iputumbi.com. Thank you guys.